0: For, me. for the children have come to birth but there is no strength to bring them forth it may be that the lord your god will hear the words of the rabshaketh whom his master the king of assyria has sent to reproach the living god and will rebuke the words with which the lord your god has heard therefore lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left We'll conclude our reading at this point, the book of Isaiah, chapter 37, verse 4. You've been listening to a serialized reading of the Bible, the American Patriots Bible, with episodes presented each morning at 8.15 on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Your reader has been Barbara. Thank you for listening.
1: The following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or have another print disability, which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org.
0: Hello, this is Sandra Bond, and for the next half hour, I'll be reading from the March 30th issue of the Challenger Community News on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Stand Against Racism. Retired officers offer support, encourage community to stand with young professionals at April 15th benefit. Racism racism is nothing new in the Buffalo Police Department. longtime community activist, columnist, and author Ted Kirkland writes about it extensively in his book, Spirit and Soul. A former Buffalo police officer, Ted was one of only two blacks in his police academy graduating class in 1962. He was the co-founder of the Afro-American Police Association and in 1972 led a group of black officers to file racial discrimination charges against the Buffalo Police and Fire Departments. As a result, there was an increase of women and black officers hired. Fast forward to 2023. There are a lot more blacks and women on the force, but as the saying goes, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Last November, officers Brandon Hawkins, Caitlin Bolden, and mental health counselor Erica Seymour filed a lawsuit against the Buffalo Police Department and the city of Buffalo after seven months of trying within the department to resolve issues of racism and discrimination. They accused Captain Amber Byer of going on a racist rant during a cop training session and retaliating against the officers who complained. The department didn't take any action against her until after the suit was filed. She was ultimately placed on administrative leave with pay. According to our sources, neither Brandon or Caitlin are receiving any pay, and Erica, who was fired, is looking for a job. Community Support. Last month on cable access, four retired police officers, Justin Harris, Idella and Maurice Abram and Carol Home Excuse me, Carol Horn, talked about the code of silence and the difficulty of being asked to adhere to the culture of the blue line while attempting to perform their day to day duties. They voiced support for the brave excuse me, brave the standing young professionals are taking. A stand against racism benefit on behalf of the three will be held Saturday, April 15th from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Johnny B. Wiley Stadium at 1100 Jefferson Avenue. Tickets are $30 in advance and are available at the door. For more information tickets, contact Lisa Wilson-Smith at 716-602-4438 or Andre Anderson at 716-335-3157. Justine Harris, who served 24 years on the force, recalls having to break the code of silence about conditions and suffered intimidation and retaliation in a number of forms. It's important, she said, for the community to come out and show their support for Brandon, Caitlin, and Erica. What they're going through is nothing new, she lamented. It's been going on. She noted the importance of officers to be grounded in their communities and sticking together, adding, It's them today. It could be you tomorrow. Maurice Abraham noted, her call for unity reflecting on his own background pain and experience he said it's terribly important that we support them we've got to stand together or, or, or we lose together in 2006 buffalo police officer carol horn did the right thing she saved a life when she intervened to stop a fellow officer who had an unarmed black man in a deadly chokehold. her reward she was dismissed from the force lost both her pay and pension while the cop who was using excessive force was rewarded after 15 years of fighting to have her dismissal overturned and her full pension restored, the amazingly resilient mother of five claimed victory. In addition, Carroll's Law, the duty to intervene legislation, was signed into law in the city of Buffalo. The city codifies the use to intervene for police officers, whether on or off duty, when they see another officer using unreasonable force against a civilian. It also protects those officers who intervene from retaliation. Carol's struggle exemplifies what standing your ground can produce she encourages the community to support the three young fighters in their stand against injustice and bigotry it's hard chipping at a system that has been in place to divide us for hundreds of years but it can happen she said i am living proof. She urges the community to attend the upcoming Benefit Fundraiser on April 15th. It's time to continue moving in a positive light, to to take a stand against racism in Buffalo, and let's show unity in 2023. Today, we urge you to join us in our stand with Brandon, Caitlin, and Erica, because tomorrow it could be you. There's strength in numbers, said Abram. We've got to let them know we're on their side. Speaking of Black history, Queen Nzinga Mbandi, Queen Nzinga Mbande was a highly intelligent and powerful 17th century ruler of the Ndongo and Mataba kingdoms in modern-day Angola. Around the turn of the 17th century, Nzinga fearlessly and cleverly fought for the freedom of her kingdoms against the Portuguese, who were colonizing the central African coast at the time for control of the African human trade slave—excuse me, slave trade— to build up her kingdom's military might, Nzinga offered sanctuary to runaway slaves and Portuguese-trained African soldiers. She stirred up rebellion among the people still left in Ndongo, by then ruled by the Portuguese. Nzinga also formed an alliance with the Dutch against the Portuguese. However, their combined forces were not enough to drive the Portuguese out. After retreating to Matapa again, Nzinga started to focus on developing the kingdom on a trading power, as a trading power and the get- gateway to the Central African interior. At the time of Nzinga's death in 1661 at the age of 81, Matamba had become a powerful kingdom that managed to resist Portuguese colonization attempts for an extended period of time. Her kingdom was only integrated into Angola in the late 19th century. Greater Jefferson Avenue Business Association hosts a Meet and Greet. The Greater Jefferson Avenue Business Association, GJABA, held a meet-and-greet last Saturday at the Apollo Media Center for community members and current business owners who have successfully joined GJABA and its ongoing efforts to revitalize the Jefferson Avenue commercial strip into a thriving business district. GJABA general membership is open to all businesses, institutions, property owners, and stakeholders within the A- Jefferson Avenue corridor. Members of the board of directors include Larry Stitz, excuse me, Larry Stitz, president; Geo McKnight, vice president; Avon White, treasurer; Kenny Ivy, secretary; Zaid B. Islam, Sec- sergeant at arms; Athena Cyrus, project manager, and Pastor Arthur H. Boyd, clergy. For more information, call seven one six. 259-8039 or visit www.gjaba.org. The Downtown Library is resuming its regular hours. The Central Library has resumed its regular hours after shortening hours to 3 p.m. on March the 10th. The reason? Kids fighting both inside and outside the building. The library is open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Fridays. The presence of Buffalo Peacekeepers, and anti-violence initiative of Back to Basics Outreach Ministries, will hopefully prevent the violent outbreaks going forward. A total of five peacekeepers will be assigned to the library Monday through Friday. The usual security staffing at the library includes four security guards and two sheriff's deputies. Library users will now come and go through the main entrance after 3 p.m. Reverend James Gillis, President and CEO of Back to Basics, said the peacekeepers have basically proven they can relate to the kids. Area Residents Among Recipients of the Arc of Justice Art Benders Award a host of outstanding citizens from the Buffalo-Rochester area were among those honored at the second annual Arc of Justice Arc Benders Awards reception last month in Albany, New York. The recipients who were honored for their unwavering service to community, commitment to justice, equity, and equality included New York State Assembly Majority Leader Crystal People stokes former Buffalo Fire Commissioner Garnell Whitfield, Chief of Staff National Baptist Convention Pastor Frank Bostick. Radio Station Owner Sheila Brown, Challenger Newspaper Editor published Alnessa Banks, and Monroe County Rochester Legislature President Sabrina Lamar. Additional honorees included New York State Senate Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins, New York State Assembly Speaker Carl Hestey, New York State Attorney General Letitia James, and others. The event was hosted by Reverend Kirsten John Foy, President and CEO of the Arc of Justice, along with New York State Nurses Association. Three events have been planned to benefit the Lt. Aaron Salter Memorial Scholarship. Bill's legends join forces to honor a fallen hero. This May, our community will come together to remember the lives lost in the May 14, 2022 attack on Topps Market and to honor the life and legacy of retired Buffalo Police Lt. Aaron Salter, who tragically lost his life in the attack while protecting the lives of others. Lt. Aaron Salter Memorial Scholarship, Incorporated will be hosting three special events alongside Buffalo Bills Hall of Famer, Bruce Smith, with special guest appearances by Andre Reid, Steve Tasker, Thurman Thomas, and others. The first event will be held on the one-year anniversary weekend of the tragic shooting to raise money for a scholarship created in Salter's name. Earl E. Perrin, Jr., President of the Board of Directors for the Fund, said there will be 10 scholarships given to Buffalo High School graduating seniors who meet our criteria and represent Lieutenant Salter's ethics, morals, and civic duty. By continuing in his footsteps, these students will honor the legacy of a true servant to our community. We felt this marathon was a good way to create new leaders in Buffalo school students because Aaron Salter was a leader and career-minded and community-oriented. He also attended Buffalo City Schools and graduated from Hutch Tech. This is all about giving back, said Perrin. Salter served as a police officer for three decades and after retirement worked as a security guard at Topps Market. While a student at Hutchinson Central Technical High School, from which he graduated nearly 40 years ago, Salter excelled in mechanical and technical skills. The scholarship will recognize students whose technical skills, passion for projects, and passion for community service exemplify those of Lieutenant Salter. The planned events include Saturday, May 13th, the 514 5K half marathon sponsored by the Lieutenant Aaron Salter Memorial Scholarship, 8 a.m. is the kickoff point at 2001 Main Street at Canisius College, where Salter was a student. He received his degree posthumously after the college learned that he was one class short of the graduation requirements. Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas, and Steve Tasker will welcome runners to the 514 5K half marathon. The 5K run, walk, and half marathon will begin at 2001 Main Street at Canisius College and end in Delaware Park. Relay teams are eligible to compete in the half marathon, in addition to individual runners. Members of the media are welcome to join the 5K or half marathon with a special award given to the media relay team with the fastest time. First responders looking to participate in the race will receive a 20% discount on registration. The cost is $35 for the 5K, $80 for the half marathon, and $320 for a four-member relay team with additional sign-up fees. First through third place place winners in each age bracket will receive medals, along with a plaque to the runner with the overall fastest time. Race day volunteers are also sought. Post-race festivities will be held at St. George's Church. To register or to volunteer, please visit BFLO5145K.com. That's BFLO5145K.com. On Sunday, may twenty first is the second annual Bruce Smith Celebrity Gala at six to ten PM at the Stolat Bar and Restaurant at Eastern Hills Malls on Transit Road. And on May twenty second, the second annual Bruce Smith Celebrity Golf Tournament from ten AM to three PM at Lockport Town and Country Club. Excuse me, town and country club at seven seventeen East avenue and lockport for more information go to lieutenant aaron salter memorial scholarship dot com that's l-t dot a-a-r-o-n s-a-l-t-e-r m-e-m-o-r-i-a-l-s-c-h-o-l-a-r-s-h-i-p dot com Alzheimer's Association presents Caregiver Conference focusing on the black community. In partnership with the Buffalo Center for Health Equity, the Western New York chapter of the Alzheimer's Association will present It's a Family Affair, third annual Black African American Caregivers Conference on Saturday, April 1st from 1 to 3 at the Meriwether Library. People can also participate via Zoom. The conference will offer the opportunity for members of the Black community to learn more about Alzheimer's and dementia, along with the resources available to assist them as caregivers. We know that, particularly in communities of color, much of the care for people living with dementia is provided by family members. For these caregivers, knowledge is power, says Andrea Koch, director of education and training for the Western New York chapter. We want to ensure that they have the information, tools, and support they need to provide the best care for their loved ones. National guest speakers will also address the unique challenges faced by communities of color when caring for family members with Alzheimer's disease or dementia. Shade Dozen, MPA, Chief of Operations and Development for Caring Across Generations, will speak on the need to support family caregivers and help elders age with dignity. Doris santil Fildor, MPH, New York State Health Systems Director for the Alzheimer's Association, will talk about building trust with health providers and improving the health outcomes in communities of color. Lauren Ashburn, the Alzheimer's Association's Associate Director of Advocacy for New York, will speak about the power caregivers have to create policy changes through sharing their stories, and a volunteer advocate will also speak on the power of advocacy. A free caregiver resource fair will be offered featuring representatives from Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the Erie County Department of Social Services, UBMD Neurology, Congressman Brian Higgins' Congress on Your Corner Team, the Center for Elder Law and Justice, and Mellowing Mind. Registration is required and can be done online. You can call 1-800-272-3900 for more information. Black Lives, Black Matters, Black Lungs, Black Lungs, excuse me, Black Lives, Black Lungs, a community conversation on menthol cigarettes was to be held on Thursday, March 30th, from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Lincoln Memorial United Methodist Church at 614 Maston Avenue. Pastor George Nicholas of the Buffalo Center for Health Equity is leading an important community conversation about the governor's proposal to ban menthol cigarettes. Again, that was held on Thursday, March thirtieth, from six to seven thirty p.m. at Lincoln Memorial United Methodist Church. If you would like to get more information about this conference, you can write. You can access this website at www.buffalohealthequity.org. The inaugural event for Buffalo's first Healthy Options Restaurant Week is running now through April 1st and will showcase delicious and nutritious options for families at restaurants across western New York. More than 20 local restaurants are participating in the first ever Healthy Options Restaurant Week, and it's presented by the Independent Health Foundation, Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus, and the Buffalo Urban League Young Professionals. For more information on Healthy Options Restaurant Week, visit healthyoptionsbuffalo.com slash restaurant week participating restaurants include brothers restaurants and bar lemon pepper salmon with broccoli rice and cabbage kareen's caribbean cuisine in the broadway market is featuring pink tropical smoothies chicken bites with kale rice the ceo kitchen is featuring southwest quinoa salad with smoked chili cumin dressing stuffed sweet potato with ground turkey kale and apple chutney The Cheesy Chick is featuring tomato soup, pesto grilled cheese with a vegan option available. Chavado's Barbecue is featuring tomato, pepper, and onion salad with half a barbecue grilled chicken. Chubby's Pit Stop was featuring Chubby's Cowboy Caviar, Zucchini Alfredo, Avocado, and Lime Cheesecake. Fresh Catch Poke was featuring all signature bowls. Gallo Cold Fire Kitchen, Roast Stuffed tomato. Ortigato Pasta, Poached Pear with Honey, Golden Hour Treats, Green O'Clock Smoothie, Berry Yum, Berry Berry Yum Smoothie, Ilio Paulo's Restaurant, Caprese Salad, Penne Broccoli with Grilled Chicken, The Juice Lounge, Ginger and Wellness Shots, Orange Pineapple Ginger, Juicy Quartz, Hodgepodge Salad and Vegan Chili, Mana manna in Northland, Vegetarian Jambalaya. Mr. Pizza Pizza Elmwood, vegan pizza and veggie delight pizza. Fat Cats, Cajun shrimp bites, pan-seared Cajun shrimp over garden salad. Rado's baked goods, vegan chocolate chip cookies. Steakters, barbecue Chop salad. Stowe Lat Bar, lettuce wrap, salmon power bowl. Sunshine Vegan Eats, kale salad and veggie stir fry. The Terrace at Delaware Park, beef and Chevre salad with a Buddha bowl. Tom's Restaurant, Home of the Souvlaki, Pita with Tzatziki, Open Chicken Souvlaki. Venus, Hummus with Pita, Greek Salad with Chicken. Eat to Live. You're listening to a reading of articles and features from The Challenger on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. One woman's vision planned, rooted, and growing still, the food forest garden planned for JFK Park. Back in 2020, when the world was hit with challenges of COVID-19 and the ever-present lack of good, healthy food access in black communities that overstayed its welcome in our own hometown, one very active member of the community took matters into her own hands to lead the change—excuse me, lead the charge of change. Gail will started with activating Eastside residents to begin a purposeful journey of growing food in their own backyard with the support and guidance of the organization she founded called Buffalo Freedom Gardens. The longtime grassroots gardener designed a program to inspire resilience and independence for Buffalo residents who were willing to make the jump and transform back and front yard spaces that would yield food, creating a very edible yard-to-table lifestyle for their own families. What started with 50 households in Buffalo in the summer of 2020 has turned into 150 household freedom gardeners on Buffalo's east side and growing. Just three short years after founding Buffalo's successful Freedom Gardens, Wells has expanded her vision to extend beyond east side backyards, yet staying rooted to growing her community into a fortress of resilience. Her latest vision expands to JFK Park, located at 114 Hickory Street. Wells, along with a small group of local horticulture hortico- Horticulturalists, master gardeners and community residents working with CCE Erie and Cornell Garden-based learning, recently proposed to utilize 6000 in available funding to establish a, vast, a food forest garden, a small permaculture garden in JFK Park. A permaculture garden is basically one that can be essentially taken care of itself through each season. The garden's holistic design mimics a natural ecosystem and climate that combines the best of edible landscaping and native plant cultivation. Food forest gardens produce fruit and nuts, berries, grapes, herbs, seeds, and edible flowers. Those involved in this vision have thoughtfully considered where this garden might be located and are thinking JFK Park near the tennis court where they planted maple trees last fall. The legacy of fruit and nut-producing trees can still be seen today, said Gail. A permaculture park area would build upon investments already made in our natural ecosystems with the establishment of rain gardens by the Buffalo Sewer Authority. Several months ago, she connected with current Common Council President Darius Pridgett, Deputy Commissioner for Parks and Recreation Andy Rabb, board members of the Buffalo Green Fund, Gail is currently chair of Green Fund, and ReTree Buffalo. They all showed support for the project. She was recently given the grant she needed to make this new dream come true, and along with her partners are excited about this ideal site for a permaculture park, or what she calls a Buffalo Food Forest Freedom Garden. JFK Park is an ideal site for this type of garden due to its proximity to a number of nearby community partners, including schools, churches, housing, community action organizations and the Coppertown Block Club, who would benefit from having a permaculture garden at this location. We are envisioning a space where the garden serves the community holistically, providing not just beneficial plants, but a space that serves as a backdrop for nutrition and exercise classes in alignment with the city's master plans for our parks and green spaces, said Wells. A permaculture garden has the potential to contribute to increasing access to free, healthy fruit, nuts, herbs, and edible flowers in our food and in insecure neighborhoods, she continued. Now that the grant is approved, Wells and three of her partners, CCE, Buffalo Freedom Gardens, and Life Source Systems, can move forward organizing listening sessions with community stakeholders to get their input. Her team is also looking at other urban garden spaces to determine rules for the garden and best practices for, safety, for its safety and maintenance. Since its route right, is in since it is in the heart of the Pratt Willard Town Gardens neighborhood, they plan to, invo- to involve Copper Town Block Club members, residents of Frederick Douglass Towers, Town Gardens, and Elcott Town Center, in addition to Freedom Garden volunteers and grassroots gardens, as well as tree stewards and corporate sponsors, who who her planning team has relationships with in the care and oversight of the permaculture space. The project will raise awareness around the benefits of community green spaces. Cornell Cooperative Extension and our partners are committed to providing education and stewardship of treescapes to benefit our community members on Buffalo's east side and across the city, she concluded. The Buffalo Green Fund, ReTree, and Cornell Cooperative Extension of Erie County are hosting a free horticultural course titled Planting Trees How-To Workshop as part of an east side effort to train volunteers in the planting of trees. This free course will take place on Saturday, April 15th at the Buffalo Museum of Science at 12, 10, excuse me, 1020 Humboldt Parkway, starting at 9 a.m. That's Saturday, April 15th, Buffalo Museum of Science, 1020 Humboldt Parkway, starting at 9 a.m. To learn more, visit www.re-treewny.org. That's www.re-treewny.org. The project is set to start this spring 2023 and takes two years to complete. To support Buffalo Freedom Gardens or to inquire about how to volunteer for this project, email yourfreedomgarden at gmail.com, go to Instagram at Buffalo Freedom Gardens, or to our Buffalo Freedom Gardens Facebook business page for additional information. Ebony Nelson made the Damon University Dean's List in the fall semester of 2022. She is a senior in the BSN-RN program with just three credits left until graduation. Outside of school and working as a nurse full-time, she is a member of Buffalo Black Nurses with a career goal to become a nurse practitioner in women's health or pediatric services. Congratulations. Murder on the Orient Express at Shays 710 features talented community actors. Since its publication in 1934, Agatha Christie's iconic locomotive whodunit Murder on the Orient Express has thrilled and chilled readers and audiences of all backgrounds with subsequent stage and screen adaptations over the decades. Currently on stage at Shays 710 Theater, the story unfolds on a lavish trip to Europe and it turns into a race against time to solve a murder... Aboard a train and is met with that has met with an avalanche that stops its dead in, in its tracks. No pun intended. For this production, directed by Kyle LaCanty and adapted by Ken Ludwig, among the great cast of talent, there's a surprising number of black and brown actors with major roles. Actress Annette Daniels Taylor plays the elderly wealthy Russian princess Natalia Dragunmiroff. Gabrielle Jean Jan- McKinley plays the tormented spinster Mary Debenham. Augustus Daniel excuse me, Donaldson, plays Hector McQueen, and Countess Arani is played by Lasset de Jesus. So even if you aren't familiar with this book by the Queen of Mystery, Agatha Christie, or the 2017 adaptation to a film, here's your chance to indulge on stage at Shays 710. The play runs through April the 2nd. Support for the production... To support the production, go to Shays.org for tickets and details. You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from the March 30th issue of The Challenger. Your reader has been Sandra Bond. Thank you for listening. down the track. I got tears in my eyes,
1: trying to read a letter from my home. If that train runs right, I'll be home tomorrow night, cause I'm 900
0: miles from my home. And I hate to hear that lonesome whistle blow.
1: The following program is intended for listeners who are blind, <clears throat> have low vision, or another print disability that makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Okay, okay I missed something here. Your, your uh, Niagara. Frontier Radio Reading Service now presents an, a reading of articles and features from the Buffalo News for today, Friday, April 7th of 2023. Your readers today are Don Williams and J.J. Patek. Well, we'll start out with the weather as we usually do. Today is partly sunny and breezy with a high of 43. That weather is just springing up and down. <laughs> Mainly clear tonight with a low of 27. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 48. Sunday we'll have plenty.